So this is one of my favorite passages from the Urantia book, and I'm hoping that, that you will like it. Are you ready? This is Jesus speaking, and he's telling his apostles that they, uh, and all of the people who follow after him, that it's not going to be an easy ride. And there's going to be trials and tribulations. So he says to them, and he's talking about the difference between the new spiritual way, which is where every individual can have a personal and real relationship with their spiritual father without the need or necessity for religious authority. I'm not saying that the religious authority isn't important, but from Jesus's point of view, at that point in history, the Sadducees and the Pharisees and the Mosaic laws of Jewish faith were overbearing. And it would be the equivalent of, say, very fundamentalist Christian sects or uh, even to a great extent the uh, authority of Islam. You know, these are religions that sometimes have so many dictates for its followers that it's hard to know where faith and duty begin because people are feeling that they have to do things in order to earn God's favor. And Jesus, of course, said that that is not true, that you don't have to do anything except love God and, and love God and desire to serve others. So he says to his fellow apostles and disciples, <clears throat> you've come out from among those of your fellows who choose to remain satisfied with a religion of mind, who crave security and prefer conformity. You have elected to exchange your feelings of authoritative certainty for the assurances of the spirit of the adventurous and progressive faith. You have dared to protest against the grueling bondage of institutional religion and to reject the authority of the traditions of the record which are now regarded as the word of God. Our Father did indeed speak through Moses, Elijah, Isaiah, Amos, and Hosea, but he did not cease to minister words of truth to the world when these prophets of old made an end of their utterances. My Father is no respecter of races or generations, in that the word of truth is vouchsafed one age and withheld from another. Commit not the folly of calling that divine which is wholly human, and fail not to discern the words of truth, which come not through the traditional oracles of supposed inspiration. I have called upon you to be born again, to be born of the Spirit. I have called you out of the darkness of authority and the lethargy of tradition into the transcendent light of the realization of the possibility of making for yourselves the greatest discovery possible for the human soul to make, the supernal experience of finding God for yourself, in yourself and of yourself, and in doing all this as a fact in your own personal experience. 
and so you may pass from death to life, from the authority of tradition to the experience of knowing God. Thus you will pass from darkness to light, from a racial faith inherited to a personal faith achieved by actual experience. And thereby will you progress from a theology of mind handed down by your ancestors to a true religion of spirit which shall be built up in your souls as an eternal endowment. Your religion shall change from the mere intellectual belief in traditional authority to the actual experience of living that faith which is able to grasp the reality of God and all that relates to the divine spirit of the Father. The religion of the mind ties you hopelessly to the past. The religion of the spirit consists in progressive revelation and ever beckons you on toward higher and holier achievements in spiritual ideals and eternal realities. While the religion of authority may impart a present feeling of settled security, you pay for such a transient satisfaction the price of the loss of your spiritual freedom and religious liberty. My Father does not require of you as the price of entering the kingdom of heaven that you should force yourself to subscribe to a belief in things which are spiritually repugnant, unholy, and untruthful. It is not required of you that your own sense of mercy, justice, and truth should be outraged by submission to an outworn system of religious forms and ceremonies. The religion of the Spirit leaves you forever free to follow the truth wherever the leadings of the Spirit may take you. And who can judge? Perhaps this Spirit may have something to impart to this generation which other generations have refused to hear. Shame on those false religious teachers who would drag hungry souls back into the dim and distant past and there leave them. And so are these unfortunate persons doomed to become frightened by every new discovery while they are discomfited by every new revelation of truth. The prophet who said he will be kept in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on God was not a mere intellectual believer in authoritative theology. This truth-knowing man had discovered God. He was not merely talking about God. I admonish you to give up the practice of always quoting the prophets of old and praising the heroes of Israel and instead aspire to become living prophets of the Most High and spiritual heroes of the coming kingdom. To honor the God-knowing leaders of the past may indeed be worthwhile, but why, in so doing, should you sacrifice the supreme experience of human existence, finding God for yourself and knowing Him in your own souls? Every race of mankind has its own mental outlook upon human existence. Therefore, must the religion of the mind 
ever run true to these various racial viewpoints. Never can the religions of authority come to unification. Human unity and mortal brotherhood can be achieved only by and through the super endowment of the religion of the spirit. Racial minds may differ, but all mankind is indwelt by the same divine and eternal spirit. The hope of human brotherhood can only be realized when and as the divergent mind religions of authority become impregnated with and overshadowed by the unifying and the ennobling religion of the spirit, the religion of personal spiritual experience. The religions of authority can only divide men and set them in conscientious array against each other. The religion of the spirit will progressively draw men together and cause them to become understandingly sympathetic with one another. The religions of authority require of men uniformity in belief, but this is impossible of realization in the present state of the world. The religion of the spirit requires only unity of experience, uniformity of destiny, making full allowance for diversity of belief. The religion of the spirit requires only uniformity of insight, not uniformity of viewpoint and outlook. The religion of the spirit does not demand uniformity of intellectual views, only unity of spirit feeling. The religions of authority crystallize into lifeless creeds. The religion of the spirit grows into the increasing joy and liberty of anomaly deeds of loving service and merciful ministration. And it goes on for a little bit more. And I like the one line where he reads about that you don't have to be necessarily someone who is a religious teacher in order to teach religious truth. And I think this uh, is worth reading. It's from paper 155. And again, that are the words of Jesus. And I'll just end with this. You are my apostles, and to you religion shall not become a theologic shelter to which you may flee in fear of facing the rugged realities of spiritual progress and idealistic adventure. But rather shall your religion become the fact of real experience which testifies that God has found you, idealized and ovalized and spiritualized you, and that you have enlisted in the eternal adventure of finding the God who has thus found and sonshiped you. And when Jesus had finished speaking, he beckoned to Andrew and pointing to the west toward Phoenicia said, let us be on our way. Thought I'd spend a little time with that excerpt, probably one of my most favorite passages from the Arantia book, specifically from part four, the second discourse of religion found in paper 155. Until next time, I'm Jim Watkins. You've been listening to Your Rancher Radio, the podcast.